Sometimes you just have to come back and revisit topics you've talked about in the past. Mm-hmm. That is a thing we have done on this podcast a few times here and there. Yes, we have. A thing we will continue to do. And a thing we will do today. Here on this week's episode of the Seasonal Anime Checkup, O-V-A. A. Gotta do the aqua A when you do that. Aqua this. <laughs> Uh, I'm Jared, joined as always by Doc Howe and Ladium. Hello. And this is episode 128 mm-hmm. of the podcast where we have conversations about video games, anime, and manga. Uh, today, we are... Revisiting something that we both liked. We are revisiting something, uh, but we're also going under the umbrella of, technically, this isn't any of the things we have conversations about. Technically, no. Technically. But it is an adaptation of a thing we have conversations about. Also, we do what we want. That is all. That is very true. <laughs> it's our podcast. It is our podcast. Um, so I made mention to you a little mm-hmm. bit ago. And like by a little bit ago, I mean like a couple of days ago that we should. Uh, there's a few live action adaptations we should check out at some point. Mm-hmm. And uh, we've got a bunch of those written down. Mm-hmm. And uh, we checked out a few of those very recently, and one of those is what we're going to talk about today. We watched a, two, to be precise. We did watch two. Uh, one of them was a live-action adaptation of a manga that was later adapted into an anime that we talked about about almost a year ago. Really? It was a year ago? Episode 85, which came out on July 28th of 2018. Wow. So almost a year ago. About wow. 10 months ago, basically. Oops. Considering, yeah, that, almost <laughs> 10 months ago when this episode comes out. Uh, we talked about Orange. Orange! <laughs> <laughs> Max Max agrees, yes. He, he's Good job, buddy. Confirmation. <laughs> he's like, yeah, I remember that. From our fact checker, Max. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. You're the best. Uh, but yeah, you had <laughs> you had just come off of watching the anime and had read the manga, I believe, or were in the process of getting the manga. Yep. And uh, we 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 talked about it. Yes, we did. What we liked, what we thought about it, all of all of that jazz. If you want to go listen to that, that is back there in the past. You can go check out our thoughts on that. Spoiler but, alert! It's good. But before the anime. Yes. <laughs> Before the anime, there was there was a live action film. No confirmation from Max on that, so we cannot we, not, we cannot determine if that is actually true or not. Um. Okay. Okay. We have confirmation. Max has confirmed. Are you gonna talk this whole episode? Oh, he just hit me in the face. He's like, no, this is my podcast now. <laughs> I'm talking to Jared. <laughs> this become... Welcome to I... Jared and Max Watch. That's a different podcast. Uh, but yeah, there was a... Uh, before the anime, about six months before the anime came out, there was a live action adaptation mm-hmm. of the manga that came out. 
Should we talk about like our weird path of watching this the other day? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess spoilers. Next week we will be discussing JoJo's Bizarre Adventure: Diamond is Unbreakable, Chapter One, yes. the live-action version of Diamond is Unbreakable. Yes. Uh, we were watching that. Yes. And then about thirty minutes in, we were abruptly interrupted. <laughs> And then we we're like, well, crap, we need to find something else to watch. And we decided to watch. We Basically, in the meantime, we were like, all right, let's 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 figure out a bunch of live action films that we could write down and eventually watch at some point. And uh, we came across Orange, and we decided that was what we were going to watch. Yep. Uh, so that is what we watched. But also because there is a connection between the two series, between the two films. Yes, a very weird one. A very weird one. Uh, the lead male actor is the same in both. Yep. Not something you would think going from, you know, shoujo live action adaptation to an adaptation of JoJo. Like you wouldn't think those two would cross over, especially with in terms of the actor involved. No. But it actually works really well. It does. He he does Surprisingly a so. very good job in both movies and um uh, we'll talk more about his his role as a Josuke mm-hmm. um next week, but like he he has range. Yeah. Uh, Kento Yamazaki is the actor we're talking about. He plays Josuke, like you said, in Diamond is Unbreakable. And then he plays Kakeru in in this version of Orange. Also, he's a baby. He is a, he is a baby. He's an infant. He is. God, he's four years younger than me. So oh, six right. years younger than you. Yeah, that's an infant. He's a, he's a dang child. <laughs> we were looking at we're like oh he's so young terrible oh, man. how dare he <laughs> how dare he be young anyway he's a good actor so yeah that, that kind of was like I guess one of the reasons why we went this route is to see like how does this dude play like a shoujo lead which like granted before he had did Diamonds Unbreakable like most of the stuff he had done was like shoujo adaptations mm-hmm and like he was the main the main lead and and like most of those so like that was kind of his bread and butter and then he goes and gets cast as Josuke so like that was him going kind of going out of his out of his box his comfort zone so yeah which um i guess it's worth mentioning that not only is this a shoujo role but this is also like a very emotional role very dramatic role so he he kind of had to pull out a lot of a lot of acting chops here mm-hmm. did a good job Although they kind of dropped like this one quirk a bit through, and I was like, mm. they made a point of it like happening multiple times, and then just like dropped it. And I was like, yeah. okay, well, that's not necessarily on him. But also, you explained that like <laughs> <laughs> once more confirmation confirmed. Did, did, uh, did that actually come out? Because I couldn't hear it. I just saw his mouth open. Yeah, I heard it. Okay, good. Um. You had made mention that like it was a hard thing to do. It is a hard when thing acting. Yeah. So that was why that was the reason you thought that like it wasn't necessarily like as <laughs> yes <laughs> as prominent in this live action version compared to the anime and such. Jared, I think he misses you. Apparently. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I guess like for the most part. There's not a whole lot that's changed. Like, they do, like, changing within this uh, adaptation of Orange. 
story um, is basically the same. Story is basically the same. They're obviously going off the manga like the the anime did. Uh, the manga by this time had been completed and everything, so there wasn't like any like oh we got to do some like wild wacky ending to to make up for it because that's not out there yet. Um, there are some quirks here and there just because it is a live action film, so like you know it's a little over two hours in length. So obviously you're not going to fit in everything, but like one of the, I guess one of the, the positives of orange getting adapted is that like, it's a short manga. So you can kind of fit in a lot. Yeah. And not lose out on like like a ton of stuff. But obviously, you know, there are going to be things that are cut because like, you know, they kind of have to skirt around some things or just because, you know, they only have so much time to, to put on the screen and you kind of have to go with what you got. So there are a few things cut that are unfortunate. But, like, at the end of the day, I can understand probably why they would kind of cut them or kind of, like, I guess, fuse them into, like, different parts of the story. Yeah, like, the, the like, shrine bits were all kind of, like, fused. Mm-hmm. And quite a few things near the end that were kind of just either, like, mushed together or just dropped entirely. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, for the most part, like the beginning is very, very similar. Very similar. Not a whole lot changes throughout that. Um. Although, you know, you... like, there are a few weird parts that, like, every once in a while, the characters just look like they're just like chilling on a green screen. It looks like they're not actually <laughs> anywhere, and I'm not sure why yeah. they did that. Just weird, I guess. You know, maybe that was like a part of like reshoots. Yeah, maybe. That because that could easily be a thing, but uh, which I also made a comment um pretty early on. I was like, man, these people look like they're like well into their twenties playing <laughs> high school roles, and then we like remembered, oh right, they do have to play people well into their twenties as yeah. well. So it's one of those things where like you're like, oh right, this is the thing, but also it makes it makes sense. It does make sense. <laughs> so, just one of those those strange strange portions uh like they do they do they do the entire thing of you know going back and forth between uh they said this in 2015 when the film came out and then uh jumping forward 10 years to 2025 they do a really interesting uh way to handle the first time they do that where like um naho's kind of just like standing on this bridge and then like things start speeding up around her yeah everything gets like super motion blur (laughs) and then like they do like uh I think something cuts in front of her or something goes in front of her and like they like once that thing passes her like she is in her future self. Yep. Which I thought was actually it was pretty clever. Yeah it is clever and Mm -hmm. like at one point um, like there's another transition where they make it look like it's kind of like art as opposed to um, any like just a weird transition between ages. Mm Mm-hmm. But yeah, that that motion blur thing. At first, we were like, "Oh man, everything's blurry, weird." <laughs> but then, like, it made sense once yeah. like we figured out what they were doing. It was, a, it was a nice touch. It was a nice touch. I liked it. Because you could easily just go like, "Oh, we're just gonna jump cut from here. They are as high schoolers to oh, here's the future." Yep, we're in the future now. Which I think they do do that at one point, and it they is do. very abrupt and sudden. But like to to introduce that, like, it's a very good and subtle way to do that. And then she gets a baby. <laughs> Which they do not care about. <laughs> they do not care about the baby. Um, they, they get that baby and it's like, all right, well, we're going to put it to the side and that baby's just going to sit there. <laughs> Pat it on the belly a few times. <laughs> we were more concerned about like, what's a baby making a movie when this is in a movie? 
we were concerned about what does a baby make like because usually babies have to be like twins to be in a mm -hmm. movie because of like child labor laws i don't know if it's the same way in japan but like what does a baby make when they're in a movie and like how long does that paycheck keep rolling how how many how much royalties does a baby make how long do they get royalties you'd have to also imagine like we didn't talk about this but like like how long does it go to the parents and then eventually transfer to the kid yeah when does that happen also we talked about my wonderful parenting skills um and how they should have thrown the baby <laughs> to the ocean uh go back and listen to the uh the Yakuza 6 demo slash Secret of Mana episode if you want to learn more about throwing babies in the water. Throwing babies into the ocean. God. That was like my first thought when I saw baby and we were near water. I was like, baby in the ocean. <laughs> uh, by the way, just as as a, a clarification, you guys, don't throw babies into the ocean. That's murder. That's against the law. It's against the law. Um. But that said, like, it's still a funny joke. Yeah, they just stop caring about that baby. They're like, all right, time to set this baby to the side. All right, I care more about flowers than I do this baby. There was a point where Cockadur's grandma looks directly into the camera and you got really freaked out. I didn't like it. She was looking right at me. You could see into my soul. Look at your soul. Why was she looking directly at the camera? I understand what they were doing because they set it up where she's like talking to Kakaru like in his photo. But like the way that they did it, I was like, oh, 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 God, she's talking to me. I don't like this. She's looking straight at me. <laughs> it was very, very odd. Um. Anyway. Uh, yeah, it was it was very weird. But it's like, obviously, it's like, oh. Yeah, like you said, it was just funny. You're like, oh, God, why is she looking at us? I didn't like it. I don't like it when people look directly in the camera. It's weird. Uh, I'm trying to think when, like, the first kind of, like, diversions happens within this this movie. Because I would say, like, maybe, like, the first half is, like, pretty on cue it's, for... Yeah, like, the story beats are basically expect, the yeah. same. Like, we have them, um, like... She gets the letter and it's told like don't don't ask him to go with you on the first day, but they mm -hmm. do anyway and they do the bread exchange, um, and then they like get closer to have the him like not joining the the soccer club. Although there's like he didn't go to soccer rehearsal. Yeah, the, the subtitle was really weird on that. <laughs> um. They have the whole like bits about like oh we're changing the future what does this mean all that sorts of stuff, um, which at first it's only just her. Yeah, as, uh, he he eventually it. dates that one girl, but like it's it, that okay that part is kind of rushed through. It is a pretty rushed through. I did appreciate that they did the same thing with the the manga that like he does the the like yes sign, mm -hmm. um when they're yelling at him like what did he say. Um, which we were both talking about how unrealistic it still is that he was just like, oh, well, she didn't respond to my eraser note that I left in there that she might not check for another week. Guess I'm going to do this now. Yeah, time to go date this other chick. Um, we got some real, real bad fake fireworks. That was yeah. pretty great. Um, 
So yeah, like there was no like real like tension between uh Naho and uh, the the upperclassman that he dates. Like it's they the, they like, date running into scene. Yeah, like then it just like kind of ends. Yeah. And then they have the scene at the the festival and then that's it. Um no pen. He doesn't give her a pen. At he the, does not give her a pen. Hairpin at the at the festival. She does wear the hairpin. But she's never given it. But it's she doesn't weird, receive it. Yeah, it's a weird little little thing. Um, that's about kind of where we start seeing like some divergence. Basically, I would say, is yeah, like, post the festival. Um, although I do want to say, like I was saying, that one of the quirks of the um, movie that like I mentioned it in the episode, and I'll mention it again that like they drew it in a way that like I, as a person who deals with depression um like his smile i always tell when it was fake Mm -hmm. because i've dealt with that before and at first they like had a a point of showing like he would fidget with his face whenever he was like trying to smile but he was like nervous um and then they just kind of dropped that which like like i said that's kind of hard to portray like that fake smile as much as it is like an art Right. Um, like you know it when you see it, but like trying to actually fake that is is not not easy unless you know what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know I don't know this kid's history, but you know, it doesn't seem like he. I don't know. He might be severely depressed. Who knows? Um, but he he does like fidgeting. Um, and it worked for a while. Like I I was pretty impressed that they actually like did some kind of clarification of like this is him like not being super happy but pretending to be happy um anyway that's just my side point um now we can go on to the uh the divergence Uh, i think maybe one of the bigger divergences is the letters the letters yes um because of who gets them and who doesn't yeah so basically you kind of get the same reveal that like um she confides into Sua that like hey I have this letter and then he's like hey I also have this letter. Yay um, letters. So that part stays the same. The the part where it gets different is like the other three don't get letters. Yeah, they're just kind of like, "Oh, we don't know what's going on, but we're just going to go with it." Yeah, which I thought was weird because yeah. like that's the thing that really like, I don't see the benefit of changing that. No, I thought it was important that it was in there. Yeah. And in my opinion, it's important to the story. There's there's no benefit to, like, making that so, like, they don't get to... They're not involved. And it wouldn't be, but, like, a like quick scene. And then you like, add them to, like, when they bury the, the letters. Like, that's all it is. Yeah. Like, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense why they wouldn't get that, but... It is what it is. Um, they go through the whole, you know, feel about parallel universes where, like, they're just learning from their science teacher about parallel universes. Who is just a man in a lab coat while they're lab all, coat like, man. they're all in the same, like, three desks. even. And so I didn't understand what that was about. Maybe they were just trying to get everybody in the same shot. Who knows? It was very weird. I mean, when they when they showed those desks in general, like, they looked kind of just, like, cramped to begin with so maybe it was just like hey we you would if this was an actual classroom you would sit together like that yeah but it was very weird like you said like we're just they have them all crammed in but then there's like th- three r- 
four rows of just empty tables behind <laughs> behind the last people like sitting is like why is this a thing why is everybody so cramped what stop being so cramped everyone spread out it's okay so yeah that's a that is yeah, the a, science teacher is hilarious he's just like in a lab coat like so time travel is a thing time travel it's like uh, what is this nonary games <laughs> Uh, Sua doesn't really, like, I guess, pursue or, like, go forth with, like, any feelings towards Naho at all. Like, he makes mention of it when he reads, like, the, the hidden parts of his letter that he hides from her. Yeah. But that's basically the only kind of mention of it. Like, other, like, outside of that, he doesn't really, like, show, show that or anything. He's just kind of, like, he's just a friend, essentially. Yeah, and... He he just really doesn't seem to be as interested in her as he was in like the anime and the manga. Mm-hmm. Um, but obviously we know that like he boinked her in the future, so yeah, they obviously go that route as well. But like in here, it's just like, hey, I had to. It was a hard time like rooting for them. You should probably just try and actually do that. And then like that's it. That's the only mention of it. And he's just like, okay, yeah, we'll do that. Yep. <laughs> um. I was kind of bummed that they kind of condensed the whole um, parts of Kakeru actually like kind of coming out and talking about his like regrets and feelings about that and they only condensed that to him and Naho and didn't yeah. do that with him and like Sua where like Sua's like hey we, we are here for you you do not have to hide all these things like that was a big bummer that that was such a big moment in that anime and like especially in the I guess in the manga as well mm-hmm. that it was one of the things I was like going into just, like looking forward to seeing, but then like it just kind of gets condensed down to just those two, and it's like, uh, I mean, it works, but it works, it's not but the same. It reduces it more to like a love saves people thing, into rather than a like people caring about you and actually like investing in who you are as a person mm-hmm. and trying to help you is what saves you. Yeah. And that's why I like this narrative so much is because it's not just like a, like, oh, you know, love fixes everything. Like, there's a lot more to it. And there's not as much of that here because they cut that scene. Right. And that was like, they have the um, the whole kind of like final third is like, oh, those two, uh, Naho and Kakiru kind of like have like an issue and then they start, don't talk to each other. And then that's kind of like the the end result is like them regaining trust in each other. Um, one of the more interesting things that I, that I thought was, that I thought of in this movie was, um, was the race. Mm-hmm. And we talked about this extensively when we were watching it, but, um, they don't follow the manga to a T in the race. They actually, I'm pretty sure follow it more like what the anime eventually does. Mm-hmm. Where, Every time they pass off the baton during the relay race, it's like, hey, tell Kakiru this. And then it's like, it, it mutes the audio. And then once it's passed, they, they keep doing that and doing that and doing that. And then once they finally get to him, it's like, you hear everyone's words of encouragement to him and all that sort of stuff. Which I'm pretty sure the anime does. Um, but the manga doesn't do that. And it was, I was, it was very, I thought it was interesting that like, both the live action film and the anime do this. Yeah. And we had a conversation of like, 
you know, like oh, oh, does this happen in the manga? And I just completely forget. And I checked, and it does and, not happen in mm-hmm. the manga. So that that leads to like the question of like, you know, because the anime obviously came out six months after the fact, and by the time that episode would have came out, it would have been maybe like ten months after the fact. Mm-hmm. Um, was that influenced by the live action film? Because that is that's a totally that's totally a possibility that that could have been like. They saw the film because, you know, obviously they're both both teams are making the same. They're adapting the same, excuse me, the same medium. And maybe they're like, hey, you know, that's a good idea. Like we could totally we could do the same thing because mm-hmm. why it's not? Smart. Yeah. I mean, in this type of medium, it's very smart and it's powerful. Mm-hmm. It, it was just real. Like, I guess. I mean, we literally had a conversation while we were watching it like this is an interesting choice. Like they did the same thing. Who came up with it first? Like why, why did it go like this? Why did it go like that? Like it, it it was a conversation that the two of us both had like about this while it was going on. Mm -hmm. Cause usually like if you have these types of, you know, live action films, it's they, they occur probably like well after the manga or the anime has come out. Yes. Um, specifically when you're adapting like manga and all that sort of stuff. Like there are some exceptions, you know, like with real life having to kind of make up its own ending and all that sort of stuff. But I don't feel it's that often that you see like a live action film and then an anime coming out after the fact. Yeah. And then like what, like the live action film potentially influencing the production of the anime. Like, I don't think that's necessarily like a common occurrence, so it's that's a that's an interesting thing to to see in this uh, in this in this adaptation. Uh, mm-hmm. One thing while I'm going through like these these episodes of the anime, uh, one thing they do cut out is uh, the whole bits about uh, Kakiru and his former friends. Yes, they do cut that out because like, that, that was is a not major in... major major part of like yeah. the ending. Not not at all involved in this. Yeah, it was kind of a bummer. Uh, but they do do the whole thing where like Kakiru gets supposedly hurt or just it's not feeling great during the the athletic meet and everyone's like nah dog we're gonna we're gonna pump you up my dude and all join in um Mm -hmm. which that's one thing uh the i forget his name the glasses boy uh hagita hagita um his his actor was hilarious because he just seemed so uninterested the whole time. Which is which is good for that role. Oh, it's super good for that role. It was just hilarious that he was just like, eh. And um, like there's one part where they're um, like walking and he's reading and walking. And I'm like, yep, all right, that seems right. <laughs> so like, good on you, bud. You did a good job. Did your character research. Mm-hmm. It just was really funny to me. Which they also left out that relationship. Yeah. They kind of like there's I guess I feel like they hint at it. Yeah. But it's but, more like if you know then yeah here's a hint at it. If you don't know it's you're not going to really realize. I think that's kind of because like those three don't get nearly as much development as like the uh like Naho, 
Kakaru and then Sua. Like right, yeah. the other three just because they're not as involved anymore with the letters being gone, like they, they just lose a lot of their development. Mm-hmm. Uh, once we get past the, the, the school meet and then like, you know, um, Kakeru and Naho going through their, their troubles, this is kind of where things kind of just like start to blend and get smooshed together Mm -hmm. because, uh, there's a new year's event in the anime and the manga. That's where like the big, a big fight happens. And then there's a Valentine's day thing where, like they've they've been having some troubles and like then eventually everything kind of gets better. Yeah. Um, this instead basically just it makes the end of the film the New Year's event. Yep. But it, instead of like there being a big argument that uh, Kakeru and Naho have on New Year's, it's just hey he's going forth with his suicide attempt here. Yes. Um. Which they do kind of update that a little bit where like. Uh, in the manga and anime, he he goes through his like his mom's room and finds her phone and finds like the like it, the last message that she was going to send to him, but never got sent to him. Mm-hmm. And, and in this one, it's like a video. Yeah, and in, in those, it's a text message, and then in, in this, it's a video recording on her phone, which I thought was actually a really good way to do this. I and agree. actually, like the smarter way to do this because they do a thing where like it starts off like him watching the video, and then like the actress playing his mom. Uh, shows up in the room with him and then kind of like gives that same monologue to him yep while in that room which i th- I thought like it it just works so much better because like i think it would have not has been as impactful if it was just like him reading it was really powerful text message yeah it's really powerful the way that they did it mm-hmm. i was pretty impressed so i thought that was a, a good update to to what had originally been done but then yeah basically after that it's like they're all going to meet for New Year's, and then he doesn't show, and they're like, what the heck? They go to his grandma's house, and, and she's like, hey, he just left. And they're like, oh, crap. <laughs> we got to find him. And it, and again, it, it's similar to, you know, the other forms of media where, you know, they're they're all searching throughout the town to try and find him. There's a one point where, like, Hagita finds some dude riding a bike, and it looks basically like the actor playing Kakiru. And it we're looks like, so much like him and he's like oh is that oh do you, do you know have you seen this person and we're like wait did he just find him oh i guess that's not him okay <laughs> we were both so confused like uh, uh uh okay never mind that was that was that was strange yep um and then they do the suicide attempt a little differently in this yes. than they do in the manga and anime where in the uh, the anime he basically he comes like to a crosswalk and then has to decide if he's going to go out or not. Mm-hmm. And I think ultimately doesn't. Uh, with this... It's more violent. He's riding his bike and then not really paying attention. And then there's a truck coming and he's basically going to... He has to come to the decision if he's going to ride into it or not. And then at the last moment, he just like... basic. He basically throws himself off his bicycle. He does. He just... To get out of the way. And it's very violent. himself off. Like, and I mean, he probably broke something. Not the actor, but like the character would have broken something because or very badly got scraped up. Yeah, because I mean he just like flung himself. Mm-hmm. Like he didn't even end up on the same like region of his bike. <laughs> like I, I I pointed it out at one point. I was like, oh look, his bike is way over there, and you're like, where? It's <laughs> like in the shadows. <laughs> so he just like. 
I don't know, what do the kids say in these days? Yeeting himself? God. <laughs> and that's how you know I'm old. Yay. Uh, so yeah, that, that that happens, and then they find him. And he's like, in the street. Yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. <laughs> and everyone kind of goes up to him, and they're like, oh god, what did you do? And he's like, oh, I didn't want to die. But also, Ow. <laughs> Ow, yeah, and like they keep trying to move him, like stop doing that, oh god. And also they kind of just like stay there in the middle of the road. And that was another thing we were yelling at the screen, we're like, um, move. Get out of the road. Get out of the road, that's kind of a blind corner. Not a good idea. It's a really bad idea, actually. Please stop laying in the middle of the road, all of you. Like, you can hug and adore each other later. Uh Uh-oh. A school at a festival telling me my 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 LP has been replenished. Yay! <laughs> Yay! Uh, so yeah, that 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 is that is what happens. You know, he's he was like, I didn't want to go through with it because I didn't want to like not see you guys again. All that sort of stuff. So they they of course change the future. They make sure he doesn't he doesn't die. Then all of that. Um, and basically, the the way they kind of wrap the film up is like, uh, the future selves are like on this like hilltop overlooking a sunset, and then the the past or I guess present it's selves. Orange. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> the past or present selves kind of they do the same thing, go up to the same spot, but it's with the the six of them instead of the five. Yep. In the future, so. So we don't get like to see um, the like bonus scenes that we get. And the the movie with Sua or the like third manga, mm-hmm. um, which of course like those came well after later. the fact, so nothing they really could do. <laughs> but but it was great, and um, you know that that like you said, they didn't pull like a weird ending that they had to come up with randomly because mm-hmm. it was finished. They could give it a conclusive, solid ending. And and basically like the, the, the bonus manga and the bonus movie are they don't really add like it's not like here's the, the real ending. It's just kinda like here's some more stuff, here's a different point of view. Um You just get to see him as an adult. Yeah, so that's the big difference. Um Legit though, I am so impressed by this kid. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess he's, like, in his 20s. He's not a kid, but I did call him an infant earlier. (laughs) Um, But, like, he did a really good job. He did, yeah. I was impressed. He he was definitely the best of the cast. Which, Um, which, in that role, you kind of... Have to be? You have to be, because you are basically the emotional through point for the entire film. And if you are... You know, not holding up your end of the bargain is gonna make the quality of the film drop entirely. So he uh, he more than holds his own. Yeah, in he, that, in he that definitely regard. does. Um, there's something else I was gonna say. Oh, Sua, you said he's gonna be Gum Boy. Yes, uh, the actor who played Sua Rio Ryusei, he is also in the I Want to Eat Your Pancreas live action film, and he is cast as Gum Boy. Gum boy. The, the protagonist's friend who just keeps wanting to give him gum, which is like a with the, the way he portrays Sua in this, like that is a perfect role for him. It's perfect for him. 
I am excited to see his version of Gumboy. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that character has a name, but he is forever Gumboy. Gumboy. What a good boy. And I think probably if they had um, added more of like Suba's character from the the manga, then like this kid probably could have done more with him. Like, with- yeah. Um, Because he wasn't a bad actor or anything. He just didn't have a whole lot to do. Right. And I think, let me see here. Um, Yeah, the future future manga stuff didn't come till 2016. Uh So after the fact, after when this had already come out, so. Right. I was just thinking more about like they kind of cut out the fact that he like really had feelings for her and like, oh yeah totally like they could have added he... they could have added that stuff in but but at the same time this is already a movie that's almost two and a half hours if they had cut some of the lingering shots like yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. you are you are completely right that this film loves some lingering shots loves them like there are a few times that we're just like um. We've been staring at the same thing for like twenty seconds now. Can we? Can we not? But nope. We're just gonna st- keep staring at it. Oh, you're gonna oh, guess I made, another. I made. I. I made. I, excuse me. I've. I would like to. I'd like to say I've made a mistake. Hmm. Uh, the dude who plays Sua is not Gumboy. Mm. It's the dude who plays Hagita. What? Yeah, that's Gumboy. What? <laughs> well, that's gonna be interesting then. That is uh, an interesting uh, casting decision. I think he could pull it off. He pulled off playing Hagito really well. He really did. So. A rare, I would like to, a rare correction here on the SAC OVA. <laughs> <laughs> I love so that it, it's a rare correction as if we don't ever mess up ever. Never. Never ever. I feel like there are like so many times that I say dumb like, I kind of want you to just delete the part earlier of me saying yeet. <laughs> just bleep it out. Please just bleep it out. <laughs> um, but, um, man, that's that's an interesting choice. Mm-hmm. Hmm. We'll see. I believe in him. Yeah, that's a film we are interested in watching as well at some point. It's on the list. It is on the list. Um, but yeah, that is the, uh, that's the orange film. Yeah, it was pretty good. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it a lot, actually. I, I, um, I'm glad we watched it. I know a lot of people kind of, like, look down on live action adaptations of manga and anime because, God forbid, you do anything else with, like, a medium. Mm. But, uh, this is totally, like, if you, if you enjoyed the manga or the anime of orange, like, this is totally something you should check out, I think. Like it yeah. does a really good job of like retelling that that story in a in a different medium. Yeah. Um, and I'm also interested. We found out that this dude does like a lot of stuff, so we're like, all right, let's mm-hmm. let's watch some of his other. And by a lot of stuff, I mean he does a lot more things that are like manga anime <laughs> adaptations. Yeah. So we're like, huh? Let's figure out what this kid's been in. See what he does. See see what he gets up to. <laughs> see what he gets up to. Hmm. Uh, fun fact, though, for this film. I like fun facts. When it debuted, uh, when it came out on December 12, 2015, it was the number one film on its opening weekend in Japan. Nice. Good job, Orange. Uh, it opened with a two point. Or it opened with $2.58 million U.S. dollars. 
in a box office gate, and then its eventual run ended with twenty eight point two million. Wow. So I'd wonder, like, if, like, obviously nothing about this says, like, hey, they would think about doing like that future and manga or like an adaptation of that, like, but. You know, if it did, if it did good numbers, like it was number one on its opening weekend, and it pulled in like a good, decent amount of money, like I don't see why you wouldn't think of like, hey, maybe we go back to this and do like the anime movie. Version. Yeah. yeah, I mean that would be cool because like that adds a lot to like Sua as a character and a lot of the side characters, and you get the the epilogue and mm-hmm. I'm about that life. I think definitely you have the business, the business like uh proof here that like that that's totally people would go see it yeah so there is that it. yeah that's true wait wait i don't know that it would like give us any give <laughs> let me try again <laughs> take two we, we would not be giving them any like real money yeah this is not uh there's no plans or i guess like no one has picked up like distribution rights for this film at all for international release but tragic but yeah, it is like like I said. If you if you enjoyed Orange, either the manga or the anime, like I would, I think this is something that people should check out and just you know see you know what the differences are between the anime and, the, and this and the manga as well, and just like you know how you can go about doing live action adaptations of manga and anime, especially if you've never like necessarily seen one. Yeah, and I mean like. It's fun revisiting this story because this story means a whole lot to me. So I was excited to uh, to revisit it again. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was glad that like I revisited it and it wasn't bad. <laughs> yeah. Um. It it actually really was good. I enjoyed it. So there you go. Live and action now, films they can be good. Next week we get to talk about this kid as Josuke. Here we go from him being shojo dude lead to lead in jojo's bizarre adventure it's amazing it's it's, it's a it's, it's a very different uh it's, it's a it's a jump it is from bizarre. one franchise to the other <laughs> you get him and then you get the the voice actor from your name yes who is not three feet tall so obviously they already goofed up yeah, well, I mean, like, how, are you really <laughs> going to find anybody that is, like, and he's not that far off. He's, like, what, 5'6", and Koichi's, like, 5'2". But sometimes, stylistically, it looks like he's two feet tall. Yeah, stylistically, he's a tiny, tiny child. They um, made him, in, like, the last episode, the same, the same height, height as, as like, an like an elementary school kid. Yeah, they did. They did. They did. Like, what are you doing? Uh, this and, is the kind and, of things you see when you're meeting underneath the big Pepsi sign. It's true, but yeah. So we have uh, we have the voice actor from your name. He, he is Koichi. We have this dude as Josuke. We have you said somebody's son as Okiyasu. Uh, Sonny Chiba's son. There you go. So um, there's a lot to look forward to next week, you guys. A lot. A lot. Our conversations about Toy Story. <laughs> yep. Yep. Let's see if I remember to actually talk about that next week. That is, yeah, yeah. Otherwise, people will tweet me and be like, "What's the story?" <laughs> They're gonna be really into the wondering what the story was. 
I mean, sometimes people wonder that. I don't know. Like, maybe. Probably not. Do people actually care what I say? I do. Well, yeah, I care what you say, too. So that's all that matters. Yay! We get to talk about 50-year-old Jotaro. Oh, my God. Why is he so old? He's just, he's just an old man. Old man Joe. <laughs> oh, my God. With the, the, we'll, we'll talk about it more next week. I was going to say something else, but that's spoilers. No spoilers allowed. No spoilers. Anyway, Orange was great. And it was a a good foray into live action. Yes. So we'll be watching all like we said, a bunch more of those in the in the upcoming in the upcoming days. We're months. We're interested in these live action movies now. We are. Anyways, that's gonna that's gonna do it for us. That's this is a short episode. How bad? Forty five minutes. Oh wow, that's really short for us. It's wrapping up. We're like, we're done. We're out of here. I mean, the good thing is that I'm sleepy, so it helps. Yeah. But wow, that is really short for us. Sleepy owl strikes again. I guess it helps that like we've already talked about the story pretty in depth, but yeah, like I kind of figured going in like this would be a, a bit shorter just because you know we did we did like that extensive look through the entire story already, and this is more just like all right, here's what they do differently and how things are the same and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. But that's how it goes. So, if you'd like more from us, go to seasonallycheckup.com or sac.cools where you can find past episodes of this podcast and other podcasts like Seasonally Checkup and Jared and Out Watch. And you can find columns and reviews on the site as well. If you'd like more from Anladium, go to anladium.com, the new anladium.com. <gasps> yes, I have revamped it. There you go. She's got columns and reviews. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter, twitter.com slash anime checkup. It's where we do the Twitter. And you can support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash S-A-C-O-V-A. We'd appreciate it. Uh, and again, like we said, next week we will be discussing JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, Diamond is Unbreakable, Chapter 1. Mm-hmm. So look forward to the live action stands. Yari yari. Thank <laughs> you.